One of the things I remember most about high school, the feeling that I remember in high school was the feeling of pure jealousy when I saw somebody else in the hallway making out with, you know, uh, with, with anybody. Like, I always was really jealous of that. I wanted to, in high school, show everyone that I was cool and I had a girlfriend and kiss her on the way to science class. Hey, I can make out too. No, I'm a good kisser. I just have no game, so I can't get a girl. Welcome to the Morning After podcast. I think it's hilarious that you were jealous of that and that you wanted to be that guy because I'm going to tell you right now, I was grossed out by it. I didn't want to see it. And most certainly, I didn't want to do it. I mean, not do it, but I didn't want to make out in the hall. And I had a boyfriend who was real into it, and he always tried to do that. And I was so uncomfortable. And I and I and so I didn't. I would squirm away. And... Hey, did he ever try to get handsy on you in the hallway? Ever try to, like, cop a feel? No, he didn't. Go but for I a mean, butt he, squeeze? No, he just wanted to make out in the hall. I think for that reason, like, he wanted everyone to see, like, look, 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 I can make out. Hey, really Jenny awesome. Matthews, you're a catch. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, did you for, see me in high school? For wanting to show off, hey, look at Jenny Matthews. Yep. My girl, like, I mean, with that perm and those, I call them hot dog bangs, you know, the big bangs. Mm. I mean, I can see why it would have been so appealing, but uh, yeah, no. So anyway, I've never been into PDA and I would say even as an adult, I get, I I, I don't know why, but I get like uncomfortable. I don't, I just don't enjoy it. Like, would you just see people just wildly making out in public? I just think, why, why are you doing that? Let's scale it back. From making out. Let's say it's something as simple as holding hands. Okay, so funny you should say this. So there is a list that has come off or uh, come out that says the pandemic actually has caused a major drop off in PDA or public displays of affection because I think with the pandemic, nobody wanted to get well, yeah, the germs. It's, it's and hard get the... to make out with a mask on. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. a survey has asked people to rank the most annoying or uncomfortable types of PDA. And here are the top 10. All right. So we'll start at the bottom. Staring at them too much or looking deep into each other's eyes. I can't make eye contact with you for more than five seconds before I get uncomfortable. And we're not even we're not even of even of that relationship. Like, I'll just kind of turn and look at the I'll like I'll look at the computer screen like, oh, let me check the radio station. Make sure we're still on the air because I eye contact is not my thing. I always look away. But let's suppose that you're at dinner with your wife. You just had an anniversary. It's your anniversary. You're a a tiny little table in a nice, you know, dim restaurant. And Mm. you're just kind of gazing at each other do you do that do you get uncomfortable i'm sure why if, if you if her and i looked at each other for that long one of us would question the other and we kind of <laughs> we look at each other quietly and go are you about to fart like <laughs> i love your relationship with your wife so much because you like, totally would because what usually when we make the most like uh what not sincere <laughs> when we make the most intense fart. eye contact it's because somebody's about to fart <laughs> and we'll look at each other and go it'll be like are you about to fart and it's <laughs> It's always we're about to fart. <laughs> okay, that's so great. I don't mind. I mean, honestly, my husband, we're kind of like that too. We're just kind of silly. I don't think, we don't really spend a lot of time gazing into each other's eyes. All right, number nine, a peck on the lips. I'm all about it. Absolutely. It's you fine. Know, a quick little peck on the lips. No problem. Hey, I know we're in the middle of a podcast. I don't care a sound check. Tater, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I, I, mean, I, I saw some wave, I saw like this little thing that's recording us and I saw your voice but I didn't hear you, and I wasn't sure if we could actually hear you or not, but we can hear yeah, you. Yeah, because oh. I'm going to need to know your hey, opinion about PDA Hey, good here morning, Tater. Hey, morning hey. on you. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. All right, back. I, I apologize. It's the podcast. We do what we want. Back to the list. I'm Hold sorry. tight, because I do. I've got questions for Tater. Okay, 
proposing in public. One in four people say watching a public proposal makes them feel uncomfortable. I love a public proposal. I think it's so sweet. I've seen it a couple times on the beach. I love it. So I, I can share a story about this. So when I proposed to Katie, I did it at the top of the Willis Tower, formerly the Sears Tower in Chicago. So I did that because my wife is from Chicago and my cheesy excuse was I wanted you to take I wanted to take you to the top of your hometown and ask you to be with me forever. Yep. Very but I will say that day it was very foggy in Chicago. And so we got down to have I ever told you this whole story? I feel like you did briefly told me, but I don't know all the details. You know what? It's the podcast, so I'm gonna get yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. So the the engagement story is I knew I was gonna I knew in August that I was gonna propose at Christmas time. Yeah. Had the ring and I knew I was gonna take her up to her hometown for Christmas and I was gonna take her to the top of the Willis Tower and propose. So we get there and it's a very foggy, very blah day in Chicago. All right. It is crap. We get to the building that is the Willis Tower, and we walk in and there's a, a guy downstairs kind of just yelling at the crowd, going, you know, ladies and gentlemen, there is no visibility at the top of the Willis Tower today. There is no visibility, no reason to go to the top today whatsoever. He's like, and I'm, so I kind of ask him, like, so is it closed? And he's like, no, it's not closed, but there's there's no Nothing visibility. Nothing yeah. And I'm like, ah, gosh dang it. But luckily, and this is actually, I use this to my advantage. I had a Groupon to go up. <laughs> and so Katie was like, we're not going to go up. And I said, we have to. Really, because I have to propose. But the excuse I gave is we have a Groupon. It expires at the end of the year. Remember, we're in December. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So we have to go. And this is the only day we're going to be downtown. So let's just go anyway. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right. And so we go up. I have the ring in my pocket. The Willis Tower is a national landmark. You go through security there the same way you <gasps> oh, would through an gosh. airport. Yes. So I cannot take this engagement ring out of my oh. pocket. So I... As a gentleman, go, well, you know, babe, ladies first. She walks through, no problem. I walk through with my coat on, beep, 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 beep. And I said, what? And I, you know, I pretend. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And uh, I was like, man, I'm good. And he's like, so he gets the wand out to wand me down. As he gets closer to me, I whisper, and I'm like, there's an engagement ring in my right jacket pocket. That's what beeped. And he looked at me in the eye, and he winked. And so he does a real quick scan. He pats me down, pats the ring to prove I'm not lying, uh-huh. kind of feels that it's there. And he's like, pats me on the back and he says, you're good. And I'm like, oh, thank oh, God. Oh my God. It was awesome. Can it you was, imagine? Because what if you had, then you had to propose right there at security, that would have just not had the same effect. <laughs> Very slick on my, on my part and yeah. on his part. So we get to the top and they have these cameras set up there that are probably set up about 10 to 12 feet high. Like, you know how when you take a selfie, you hold the camera up to get rid of the chins? Mm -hmm. So this camera's up real high. One, to get rid of the chins, and two, because they want a downward angle so you can see the city that you're standing over. Luckily, there was a little break in the clouds. So we get there, and we get out to that little, you know, that window box, so it's like glass underneath you so you can look straight down. I've done it. It's terrifying. Hate it. Yeah, I I didn't like it. Hated it. So I'm thinking they're going to take three pictures, right? Like, we'll take a couple, and then we'll pick the one we like the best. They take one picture, oh. and I wasn't ready. So I was like, and it was, a, actually, it was a very lovely picture of us. We looked fantastic. Good. And I'm like, hey, can we take another one? I don't like the way I look at it. And Katie's like, oh, my God, it's you diva. Yeah, right. You diva. You're such a girl. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, but let's just take one. I'm like, would you please take one more? And I'm kind of like trying to hint at the photographer, and she, the photographer has no clue. And she's got to roll her eyes at me, and I get why. And I was like, can you give us a countdown? And she's like, okay. 
And so she goes three, two, and I drop to a knee and I pull it out. I pull the ring out real quick, like yes. right on top of the huge. And Katie thinks I'm messing with her. So she tries to walk away. She's like, oh my God, you're so dumb, and turns and walks off, like as the camera's clicking. No way. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I, I reach out as far as I can. I'm barely able to grab her arm, turn her around, and I say, not kidding this time. And there's the ring. Oh my gosh. And her answer, I'll never. We joke about it all the time. Her answer was... Are you about to fart? I mean... <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> no. Excellent. <clears throat> but her exact words answer was, I mean, of course my answer is yes, but are you sure? Aw. Hmm. Really? And I, and I kind of talk, I get cheesy and I was like, I've Aww. been sure since August because that's how long I've been hiding this from you. Aww. She's like, oh, and then she, oh, and then she put her hand over her mouth. She was shocked. And the photog- then the photographer got it and started going click, 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 click. Started taking all these Dude, pictures. Lots of good pictures awesome of that. Awesome pictures from that. I want to share that. I want to see those pictures. Uh, I think she has them somewhere. Yeah, Anyway, see. I'm not going to lie. That's so sweet. Now that we've gone off to this story, I yeah. forget. PDA, that's what we were well, talking yeah, about. Yeah, so, but, but proposing in public, were there a lot, because you said that were the weather was crap, so people weren't going up. Were the, there a lot of people there? The whole reason I brought that story up is to tell you that usually up there is packed. And I know, the day I went, it was packed. There weren't a lot of people up there, which I think was one of the reasons I was able to get a second picture. Yeah. And also, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of grateful, because I really didn't want to propose in front of like a thousand people, because yeah. I... Uh, There's a guy, I got to imagine, that's a very nerve-wracking thing. So it was just the right amount of people. That really worked out beautifully. It was quite awesome. That's so cool. I've got to see that picture. Um, Okay, so again, I like public proposals. I think it's fun to watch. Using pet names in front of other people, like honey or pookie or boo-boo. What do you think about that? Katie and I will, I think, just naturally, without realizing it, call each other babe. But we won't go, baby, Baby, babe. babe. What does it say? Hey, Hey, babe, I'm about to fart. Like yeah, that's- <laughs> I mean, like to add a little bit of, of loviness to it. We, I don't know, we kind of call each other hun, honey, boo, but like it's, it's, it isn't in that way. You know what I mean? It's not like, if I'm feeling, oh, little pookie poo. If I'm feeling sweet, and this is not in public, but this is in our house, and, yeah. but I'll, I'll call her love. Uh huh. Yeah, same. Like, but uh, I'm going to work, love. But you're not, I can't even imagine you. Or if she started going, moiky, moiky, ookie, pookie. Can you imagine? You would be like, what just happened? Mikey, Wikey, Hookie, Pookie? I made that up. She listens to this podcast. You know she's going to do that now. Come on. I want to hear it, Katie. I hope so. All right. One person sitting on the other person's lap. I have another situation similar to that, like in a restaurant when they sit like beside each other in the little booth instead of across from each other. What's wrong with you? (laughs) No, I don't know. I'm not into that. No. Or sitting on laps, I guess. Yeah. Touching their butt. My husband grabs my butt constantly in public, and I'm always like... Like that's so inappropriate. He, oh, grab my boob. He like he's all about it. Like he just grabs body parts. <laughs> like you can't public? do that. Like you'll be at Menards and he'll just grab a tip. Hundred percent. You know what's funny about that? You just said Menards. I was literally thinking of Menards. We were in Menards. He's like walking like grab like a big handful of butt. I'm like come on, stop. See the butt. I don't think is as, as shot. Like okay, so if I were if I didn't know you guys mm. and we happen to be in the same aisle at whatever store we were at, the butt squeeze. I'd just be like, oh, that's cute. A boob squeeze, I think I'd be more shocked by. Yeah, or he likes in traffic, if, if we're just sitting at a stoplight and there's cars on either side of us, he'll just reach over and like grab, like put his hand like right on my boob. I'm like, everyone is looking. Stop. <laughs> I like I like your husband more now. This is amazing. Oh, you have so no funny. idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think if again, if I didn't know you, I saw that in traffic. I think if if I then made eye contact with him, I'd be like, 
I'd give, him a, go, I'd give him a thumbs up with the bottom lip. Hey. hey. See, this is the mom in me, though. I'm Grab always like, there movie. are children. Like, children are going to see you doing that. Anyway. anyway, this is how and this is how you were created. It all started with a boob squeeze in the car. PDA, holding hands. I'm all about it. I like a handhold. I do. I've been waiting for this one to come up. So let's say, let's go back to the store. All right, let's say we're walking into the store. We're in like the parking lot, walking into the store. And this could be the grocery store. This could be the home improvement store, whatever. Katie recently has really wanted to hold hands. Aww. I know. Aww. It's so and, nice. And again, she's listening right now. I know she's going to hear that. And I'm so sorry. I'm not a hand holder. It's nothing against her. It's, I don't, if I were going to hold anyone's hand, I would want to hold my wife's hand. I'm you right now, I don't want to hold hands. My husband is the same way. I don't know. You know what? And I have like long bony fingers. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if it's just uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's just like, I, I feel like, I feel like I look like I'm at a high school or like I'm back in high school in the mall. Like back when I wanted to make out with girls in the hallway. Like, right. hey, everyone, look, I have a wife. Her derpader. I, I like hand holding. I do. I, I are, like. Are that. you a, are you a palm to palm or an interlocking well, fingers? Because I'm always worried that my long bony fingers are uncomfortable for him. Sometimes I go with the palm to palm because I think it might be more comfortable. But then I feel like we're skipping to school together. <laughs> it just seems so nerdy, but we try. Uh, putting your hand or arm on their shoulder, all about it. Like at the movie, whatever you're sitting at the movies. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Talking to each other in a baby Shut voice. The f- mm. Honestly, no. On either end, I don't want to hear a guy talking to me like that. And certainly my husband would be like, get away from me if I started talking like that. I would love, because I don't think it would ever happen, I would love and be forever entertained <laughs> if I heard Tater ah! talk to a woman like that. Like just oh, get, I can't wait. Here, in one second. I feel like you're a whole different I man. Got, I've the got door. so many questions for Tater here. Okay. <laughs> okay, and then finally, the number one thing, the PDA that people are just uncomfortable with not having it, and openly making out in public. Yeah. And I, I would agree with that. I just, I get, I'm so happy that you're so like hot for each other. That's great, but I don't need to see it. Get a room. I mean, am I right? You're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. I have to go to Tater now because Tater, you know, you're not married. So single dating, you know, I, I don't know why. But as I read this list, I thought about like, I feel like you have dated girls that were like, Tater. Like, I feel like you've had the baby voice girl. Jojo the sugar. Jojo the <laughs> no, that is disgusting. I do not like that at all. I mean, that's more like you're talking to a baby. Like, I'm not no. I'm not your baby. And you know what? This whole phenomenon with girls phenomenon. wanting to, yeah, <laughs> wanting to say daddy. That oh. freaks me out. Can I tell you, I loathe that. I have, I'm not going to say who it is. There's a girl that I know that refers to her husband as daddy. And it, I think it, is, it sounds like incest and molestation. Right. I think it's awful. I do not like that at all. No judgment. I'm sorry if that's what you, you know, do in your house. But I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Hey, by the way, Jenny says no judgment. Now nah, that's bull. She's yeah, totally I'm judging, judging that. You know what She's I judging. am. I'm if judging you're, that. If you're if you're uh, making out with somebody, but calling them the same name as father. Then uh, yeah, she's no, she's but judging you. Picture like, look, like my husband's really good looking, and I'm like, like thinking he looks all hot, and I'm going up to him, and I'm like, hey, daddy, ugh, that's gross. Would you just try Poppy? That's the name of the kid's grandfather. So no, a double no, <laughs> <laughs> double no. Like, what's going on in that family? <laughs> okay, so here's another one. Pet names, Tater. I want to know, have you had a pet name for somebody or have they had one for you? And you got to just spill it. I want to know everything. Okay, so this is an interesting story. So uh, the the girl that I was with for a long time, we were uh, actually married. 
her name is Megan, and she was wearing a shirt from high school that she had. It said Maggie Moo on the back, and I really liked the Moo part, not the Maggie part, because she's obviously grown up now. So I would call her Moo, and everybody would think that I'm saying that because I was calling her rather large or like she's big as a cow. That's and I'm what like, I thought. That, that is not even – just so I called her Moo. I like having nicknames for uh, for a female that I'm with, like maybe just a letter. Oh, I'm all about it, but a moo? You, a yeah, so it wasn't like, it wasn't a pet name like that, but it was because it made sense with her name on that shirt. It wasn't a pet name, it was a farm animal name. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> um, what did she address you as for the most part? JoJo. JoJo. Uh, because when we first met was, uh, we knew similar friends, but we met at Flying J, the truck stop, and so they already had a Joe, and whenever I got there, I was Joe, so they, they said, we need to switch something up, somebody, because we kept getting confused, so I went by JoJo. I think and JoJo's cute, though. That's so, cute. Yeah. So it was, it was yeah, I remember you and you brought her uh, to a show early on in your time here at Q104, and you introduced her as Moo, and I, I was like, what? What? And yeah. like, I was like, stop, you need to explain why I'm calling your wife Moo, because I'm very uncomfortable with this. <laughs> oh, and you then, wanted other people to call oh, her that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, this yeah. is Moo. No. And I'm like, you have to explain that. Or you can't just Oh, say I couldn't it. have called her Moo. There's no way. Yeah, I, I really, I, and this is no knock on the name or or her. I do not like the name. I didn't call her Megan. I just did not like calling her Megan. Like, I actually just, it made me cringe. Me. Like, I'd be like, Moo. They're like, who? I'm like, Megan. They're like, oh. And I'm like, I. What about May? So, or hold, Maggie? I, I just, I just want to make sure that I'm in your head correctly here. Yeah. You thought in your mind, you liked the name Moo more than the name Megan. Yeah, it was shorter, <laughs> you know, shorter, not you know, easier. And, and you know what the cool thing? Yeah, the thing that really, jeez, my, you're an odd duck, dude. Yeah, I mean, I it's all good. <laughs> uh, I mean, they call me JoJo the Sugar Ho Tater now. I mean, come on now, let's go. So I mean. She really did like that because then she started buying everything cow related. Like she, you know, shirts or like knickknacks, you know, things around the house, you know. She got fat. I'm uh, kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. No. That was a joke. Um, that was a joke. I can't. I, I'm, I can't get behind this. I, I mean, and so, and I get it whenever I, you know, people are like, who's that? I'm like, oh, Moo. It's just, I liked mm. it. It was just something that we had. Like, I'm going to be real. She could have been a total hottie for all I know. I have no idea what this woman looks like. But I feel like with the name Moo, I picture that she is frumpy and like, uh, like kind of talks like that. Wow. <laughs> I feel like she's not cute and just like hey, Tater, is your ex-wife frumpy? I'm kidding. No, Don't I mean, she, she could be a total hottie. But I'm just saying, like, with the name Moo, it's just not a very... Hey, does she just, listen to this podcast? Oh, God, sorry. I do not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still <laughs> converse. We're, we're civil, very civil. And uh, I, I'm not going to ask her because then she might be interested to actually go listen. So I do not know, Mike. All right, yeah, let's... <laughs> let's hey, shh. So it's like Buttercup next time or something. But here's one thing I wanted to say. I genuinely enjoyed your story about your um, getting down on one knee. That was really cool. Oh, I knew what I was doing. You got to plan that out, man. Like that, yeah. I, I wasn't going to mess around with that engagement. Yeah, what I did, it was in the snow, snowy mountains of Colorado where uh, her sister lives. So. Yeah, how'd you do it? What happened? Um, it was. It, I don't want to bring up bad memories of Moo. No, it's not anything. a bad memory at all. It was actually great. Well, like a Moomery. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is just. Getting out of hand over here. Moomery. <laughs> On the utter she hand. Call her boobs her moomeries. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> this is just clown right now. <laughs> I'm trying to tell a story. I'm sorry. Say you're joking. On, On the utter hand, I would like to get on with my story. Hold on um, a minute. Yeah, hit that cowbell. Cowbell. <laughs> All right, so you proposed in Colorado. Yeah, up in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my 
<laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. That shit was good. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, it's getting hot in here. Jeez. Oh, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> no, oh, cow. <laughs> Sky high in Colorado. Uh, sorry, sorry. Okay, now I want to hear the story because I want to hear the proposal. Okay, you guys are just milking this. Drug. So, <laughs> so um, hey, let's move along. Yeah, that's exactly. So, okay. I had my iPad there, and I had I turned on the song that was ours, and I started playing it, and I had the ring and my coat, and uh, dropped down in the snow, and I proposed. But the whole thing is like she was like. Always tell me, when are you going to put a ring on this? And I'm just thinking, uh, I need to pick a good moment here. So that was it. And we spent the rest of the day at like the breweries and hanging out with our family. And it was pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. I'm I'm glad you said that. Okay. That reminded me uh, that you spent the rest of the day at the brewery. So the whole story behind get, me getting Katie downtown, she was from Chicago. And I told, I told her I wanted to have a touristy day down there. I want to do all the touristy things. So Sears T- Willis Tower was the first stop. We did that. But obviously that was the goal to propose. But afterwards, I did want to go, like, the Shedd Aquarium is huge in Chicago, and does all Navy Pier and do all that. And we were like, so we kind of started to go off and do other things, and you could, Katie was just like, her mind was in, on, in another world. She had just gotten proposed to. So we called my mom to tell her, you know, because she knew I was going to do it, but we told her, hey, got it. She said yes. Da, da, da. And she's like, Katie, how are you feeling? And Katie was just like, ah, da, da, da. you know, she was a little overwhelmed. <laughs> and she's like, what are you guys doing now? Like, well, we're waiting in line at the Shedd Aquarium. And she's like, and my mom's like, you need to get out of that line. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I can tell by Katie's voice that she's a little overwhelmed right now, as you should be. You need to take her to the nearest bar. You need to sit down and you need to have a beer. And then Katie, Katie looked at me with these big eyes. She's like, yes! <laughs> yes. And it was, it was so good call on the brewery. Wish I would have thought maybe afterwards I'm going to go take her out for a drink. Yes. I've forgotten about that. I'm glad you reminded me well, of I that. feel like I should share my engagement story. I think we've talked about this on the air, but ah, I'm not sharing cares. it on Let's the podcast. Um. Oh wow. Okay. Never mind. I'll move on. That was just mean. I know. I'm just. Feeling... Oh no. I don't want to share it now. You made me uncomfortable. You know I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding. I don't. I'm kidding. That made me uncomfortable. Oh, why didn't I was mean, looking Jenny, to cry I, like you were I, telling me like I was stupid. No, you. I was totally messing with you. Okay. Come on. Please <laughs> tell me, Jenny. Share. I want to hear. No, no. Do yeah. you want to hear it, Tater? I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. Tell me, not him. Okay, so wow. how well, long have we known each other? I know, you know, I, know, I got you emotional. You know, you know. I know, you know. All right. Well, here's what happened. What had happened was, so it was, it was Matthew's birthday weekend, and and that's why I think it, it really threw me because we were obviously like, I mean, did Katie have an idea that it was coming at some point? Because oh. I feel like we we talked about it enough. Yeah, she had even told me when I should do it, so obviously I did it before that to surprise her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, so it was his birthday weekend, and he had said, you know, let's go up to. We lived in Florida at the time, in, in West the West Palm area or whatever. So it was like a couple hour drive to go to Disney, but we did it all the time. So that wasn't like some amazing special, like oh my gosh, we never go to Disney. And so we went, but it was his birthday weekend and I and that's why it was really out of my head because a couple friends had asked me like you think it's gonna happen I'm like nah his birthday nah so we get up there and you know we were just having a nice time we were staying at this cool resort and we were out on this hammock and um all of a sudden he just got really weird he wasn't acting weird at all because you know my husband like he's pretty cool like it's he's just even all the time he started acting really weird he's like we have to go back to the room and I'm like Okay, so I thought he had to poop. Because <laughs> usually that's what's going on. I'm like, okay. So we go back to the room. <laughs> and he did. And he went, I think he did go to the bathroom probably to pace a little and like, you know, whatever. Oh, hey, you get the bubble guts. You get nervous. I know. Men, no, you get nervous. Yes, and I do. I think he got nervous. So I know he got nervous. So I, he, he goes, you need to sit down. And I'm like, 
Okay. And I'm still not putting it together yet. So I sit down and he's like kind of pacing in front of me and he's like, you need to close your eyes. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm starting to think, all right, maybe. So he's, he's kind of like wrestling, wrestling around in his suitcase. And then he, he comes over to me and he's like, okay, open your eyes. And so I open my eyes and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is my big moment. And he gives me a piece of gum. <laughs> and I go, what? Okay. I'm like, all right. He's like, you want some gum? I'm like I do. So I put the gum. He's chewing the gum. I we're do. literally sitting there. We're always staring at each other, chewing gum. And I'm like, he's like, that's not it. I'm like, okay. So he goes back to the duffel bag or whatever, the suitcase. And he's rustling around. And then he comes back over. And then he says, you know, open your eyes. And then he proposed at that moment. But it was so funny because I, I just really genuinely, I did not know what was going to happen. And then I thought it was hilarious that he was trying to give me gum. And he, uh, your husband's a very smooth cat. He is. And he sounded very unsmooth there. Very and I, unsmooth. The whole thing was very unsmooth, but it was so sweet and so perfect because it was unsmooth. And then what was very cool, like he had this whole thing pretty mapped out. We left and went to, well, after I called like 500 people and right. freaked out. You had to call people. Yeah. Then we went um, and we enjoyed uh, the parks for the day. And he had set it up with some guy he knew where we had this like sort of backstage tour of the animal kingdom. It was kind of cool. We got to see like the inner workings of, of that, which was just something random and cool and fun. And then we came back to the hotel and he had had a friend of his that lived in Orlando put like roses and chocolate covered strawberries and bridal magazines and like all these like fun things in the room. And then we went out to dinner that night. So, yeah, it was fun. It was a good story. Aren't you glad you heard it? I am glad I heard it. I've heard it before. Oh, I'll, that was I'll, our awkward moment. I'll hear it again. And I, I, I can't believe, you know what, for as... as Connected as you and I, I know. are, you completely missed the sarcasm there. Now I, I feel bad. We I'll... shouldn't feel bad. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Did we just have our first fight? Yeah, we made up pretty quick, though. <laughs> Didn't really last. I don't think we'll ever have a fight. No, I don't think we'll ever have a fight here. No. We'll disagree. I wonder, I wonder, ooh, if we had a fight, what would we fight about? Mm. See, honestly, I don't know, because I think we just have a real nice back and forth friendship. I don't. We, we, we agree on, not on everything, we agree on 95%. Okay, a, but you know what Taylor, I love? Taylor, what would Jenny and I fight about? I love when we don't agree, though, that we have a nice, yeah, I like that. I like when you can mm-hmm. have a disagreement with someone about something, but you're still friends. Yeah. I, I thought Jenny was going to start swinging on you whenever you didn't tell her she had, like, chocolate all over her face or teeth or what was that? Just Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about day. that a moment. <laughs> I eat a power bar every morning from Supplement Superstore. Tell them Jenny Matthews sent you. Shut up. <laughs> Jeez. It really is my favorite. It's just chocolate. It's delicious. But you both know, watching me eat this thing, it is messy. So I eat the power bar. We go on the air. Oh, I don't know. 45 minutes later, I run to the restroom and I look in the mirror. I'm like, what the hell? I had a huge chunk of chocolate like on the side of my face to which you did not tell me was there. What is that? Why do you think I did that? I don't know. I'll answer. Okay. I didn't know it was there. You didn't see it? I didn't see it. I didn't notice it. It's interesting because, so as we're recording this podcast today, June 3rd, on the show earlier today, the day we recorded this, I, we had a great conversation about don't apologize for things. When you welcome somebody to your house, a lot of the first thing people do is, hey, welcome to my house. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is so messy. Yes. The only reason... Anybody knows that you ever had chocolate on your face is because you pointed it out. Well, I think the lighting must be dim. The microphone could have been in the way, but it was there and it was obvious and it didn't look good. Uh, And you know what? Because you know, I feel like you, because like if your fly was down, I'd be like, hey, check your fly, champ. Like I would... I would do that, and I think that you know that. So you know when why I it's tell never going to happen? Because I don't wear jeans. I don't wear real pants. I, I wear know. leggings. I know. I know. That's true. But... <laughs> 
When we go to our first concert, you're wearing jeans for the yeah. first time. We're at FGL the night before Halloween, and you're not so not used to wearing jeans. You come out with your fly down. I'll be like, hey, <laughs> hey, heads up. And you'll be like, cool. Okay. I will always call it out. I'm telling you, I didn't see it. All right. It's, it's, it's all good. But... All right. Well, I'm over it. I'm not mad about it. I know. Well, you shouldn't because I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't know. I, I plead ignorance, and that's cool. You know, that bar you eat, by the way, every day, I mean, when you eat it, that it's, I know it's delicious, yep. but the thing is full of crumbs. It and is full of crumbs. Your, your crumbs <laughs> always fall everywhere, and if you've got crumbs all over your home, that can lead to bugs all over your home. So tell them, Jenny Matthews sent you to Blue Beetle as well, Blue Beetle Pest Control, and uh, they do. They do an awesome job, and I'm very grateful to have met Mitch, the owner, who actually came out to my house, was kind enough to come out and sort of go through room by room and say, hey, here are some things that um, you might want to watch out for. You know, example, outside, any standing water, I never really thought about this, and we've had a ton of rain in Kansas City as of late, but any standing water, I mean, you are asking for mosquitoes, so try to keep, you know, some of your standing water problems, uh, you know, keep those at bay when you're outside, and uh, inside, you know, just little things in the kitchen, like water around your sink area, or just Mm -hmm. keeping, you know, make sure you're wiping your counters off and stuff to avoid ants, and um, yeah, Mitch is just a great guy, great company, bluebeetlepest.com, and 10 bucks off your first treatment if you're a brand new customer. By the way, I have their uh, their hair gel, little ASMR here. Air, you have nails. You tap tap your oh, nails yeah, on the yeah. coffee mug. There it is. There you go. Uh, they when they when we signed this partnership, like they came in the next day, they gave us all this stuff, which they didn't have to do, but it's awesome. And they gave us this coffee mug. And by the way, if you do use Blue Beetle Pest Control and decide they did such a good job, you want to post about it on social media. Hashtag killing it. I think says that it, is so good. It says it right here on the coffee mug. Hashtag killing, killing it. it. For Blue Beetle Pest Control, which is very clever, very well done. So well done. We appreciate yes. you. Shout and they're out. the ones you can't miss their uh, their their cars when they're, they're blue beetles. Out. They're literally blue beetles. Yeah, they're it's fantastic. I see them on four thirty five all the time. Those yeah. poor guys, they're always stuck in traffic. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, because I mean, you know, four thirty five. It really yeah. bugs them when they're stuck in traffic. Snails pace. Yeah. Yes. I uh, when I'm in traffic, I I I always just I'm feeling so blue, and I just mm. <clears throat> wow. Um, so, okay, where were we at time with? Uh, we're about half hour into this thing. Yeah, we can kind of wrap it up if you want. This can be all about PDA and fighting and Well, you had said you bugs. had some other notes and things to bring up on the podcast. I'm, I'm curious as to the subjects you have. Well, okay, so a couple quick things. I did want to talk about this, and I, we, we've gotten kind of deep in some of our podcasts as of late. We That's talked about religion said. in the last episode. Um, but are you following this story about this Naomi Osaka who quit the French Open? Do you know what I'm talking about? She refused to do the post-game uh, media meets because she said it, it messed with her anxiety, which I get. Uh, I understand why the tennis people want their athletes to do media because they need to draw attention to it. Ratings, ratings equal money. But those press conferences, those those reporters can get a little full of themselves sometimes. I see both sides of this story. I'm not sure where I sit on it, to be well, honest. Well, I, I kind of, this is where I really need a little more information from perhaps you, both of you, because you watch much more sports sports than I do. I right. don't I don't watch sports. So honestly, I can't tell you that I've ever watched a post-game conference at all. Maybe something for the Chiefs, but that's about it. Right. And usually that I thought was just, hey, what'd you think about this play or that player? What are you going to do next week to against the whoever? I, what is it, do you think, that they would have asked her that would have created such anxiety? And I am not dogging on anxiety whatsoever. You right. know, I have it. I've dealt with it my whole life. So I totally get the anxiety aspect of just even speaking publicly, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just that she doesn't enjoy being in... I can imagine all these reporters with microphones shoved in your face. Maybe it's just that. But do mm-hmm. they ask 
uncomfortable, awkward questions to these players? Not usually. Uh, there are exceptions. There are uh, douchebag reporters who do try to go for the, uh, you know, go for the headline with a with a with a gotcha question. Like, what do you think they could have asked her? I mean, I'm just curious. I I don't know, uh, and, and I don't I don't want I don't want to speak ignorantly yeah, because yeah. I don't know. Um, but I will say for the mo- those press conferences. If any, I could see an athlete not wanting to do them because they're so monotonous. They're just the same thing every day. Oh, how'd you feel out there at the yeah. at the forty five minute mark? You uh, committed a foul, and uh, is there anything you could have done differently there? Uh, yeah, not committed a foul. Like they're so boring. And uh, I was so y'all know I love hockey. Yeah, hockey is my favorite thing ever. But if there's one thing I would say that hockey needs to honestly be more popular in the states, they need players of personality. Like. Football players, oh my gosh, the things they say. No, right, and I think that's all I've ever really seen, so I'm kind of comparing it to that. But, like, hockey players, man, like, they're, like, on, if you hear some of the, like, behind the scenes, like, when they're mic'd up on the ice, like, they're clever, and they talk trash, and they are hilarious. Yeah. But then they get to the media, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I think we had a great game out there tonight. We played a full 200-foot ice game, and, uh, you know, we got to skate hard for 60 minutes, and... Hopefully, come out with a W for the organization, and that's all. It's it's so boring and bland. You know, I, then I wonder for her, it could just be that the idea of standing there with all these people and cameras staring at you, waiting to see what you're going to say. Again, it might. I, I don't even know that there'd be anything specific that would upset her in content. You right. know, but I feel really bad for her because I I think if you do have social anxiety or or that whatever that's called to speak right. publicly or whatever. I that could that could be a debilitating thing. Anyway, she it bothered her so bad that she actually she got fined cuz she mm-hmm. skipped the mandatory press conference. She got fined like $15,000 and then she ended up quitting altogether because she just felt like there was too, too much attention was being drawn to this and she wanted it to, to get back to to tennis. But if now I'm going to say and I don't mean to be ins- insensitive here, but this is this is one we all have parts of our job that we don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for her, this is part of the job. Now she could hire a, a speech coach, somebody to help with anxiety. Um, it's it's interesting because it feels like she's maybe she's a shy person. I don't know. Yeah, probably so. But there, so Tater Norma, Marshawn Lynch. My God, one of the funniest <laughs> football players. So he played. He's a football player. He's retired now, but he also hated press. But unlike. Her, he wasn't nervous. This guy is great. He's so funny out there, but he hated doing these press conferences. He was in the Super Bowl one year. You know, they, they got to do all that press for the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, of course. He went a completely different way. He just, uh, he sat up on the podium, sunglasses on, just stone face. And he's so funny. So we're all, you can't have a laugh at him, even though he's just stone face serious. And they started asking him questions. And one press conference, all he said was that question would come to him. He would go, I'm just here so I don't get fined. No. And then he and then he'd and then he'd sit there quietly. And then the next question, he'd be like, hey, you know, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Are you serious? And he did that for it was awesome. Oh my gosh. And then there was another time where it was just one of those like hallway press conferences. And he's the reporters were asking, like probably five reporters around him, and he was just like, they hey Marshawn, what do you think about this? He's like, you know, that's a really good question. Thank you for asking. And that was it? Oh, that's great. And then the next question. Yeah, I I really appreciate you asking that question. That's very good. And that was it. It That's it. He is so fun. Now, but if he likes you, he'll give you the best interview ever. Tater, he's a uh, a Pat McAfee guy now. So when he goes on Pat's show, forget that is some funny stuff. So 
Shout out you Marshawn know, So Lynch. I didn't realize these press conferences were mandatory like that. I guess mm-hmm. I just did not understand that aspect of it. I wonder now, though, that she's called it out. She said, okay, <laughs> this is why I don't want to do it. It makes me uncomfortable. I have anxiety. Da, da, da. Sometimes when you just say it out loud and people know, mm-hmm. you hope that the press would be a little more kind to her. Yeah. Now, I, I think, but this isn't something where, and I don't think this should be an unpopular opinion, but this is something where I th- we, they also shouldn't just completely change it because this girl is nervous. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, I sound like I'm downplaying that. I don't mean to. No, I know. What I understand mean. she's nervous, but maybe. But I think this is an area where maybe we can. Th- there needs to be a meet in the middle here. This isn't a she doesn't have to do press anymore. But also, she shouldn't be part of these monotonous, boring press conferences. All these cameras in her face. Maybe this helps us change what a press conference is to make it more comfortable for the athletes, but also hopefully make it a little less boring. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, who, honestly, who wants to hear the same old boring questions? Yeah. You think they'd spice it up, but then you know, you then you may get the reporters who really want to spice it up and ask an inappropriate yeah. question or something I, to make her uncomfortable. I, I acknowledge that she's nervous, but like you know, you and me, everyday people, sometimes we have to do things for our for our job because it's it's part of the job and you have to learn that new skill because you know, it, it is a skill. The it's, weirdest thing about me is that. I have always had anxiety and public speaking was actually a real trigger for me. And I remember in seventh grade, we had to give a a report to the class. I had to stand up in front of the class and give an oral report. And it was the first time I ever had to do that. I was prepared. I knew exactly what I was going to say. I I knew the information. It wasn't like that. And I stood up there and I couldn't speak. And I started, I cried. I started to cry in front of the whole class. I'll never forget. I was mortified. Right. And... I ran out of the room, little ran out of the room, went to the bathroom, hysterically cried in the bathroom, you know, eventually pulled myself together enough to go back in. And at the end of class, the teacher's like, what happened? I said, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think I can do this. So he forced me out of my comfort zone and, I, and that I had, he wasn't going to give me a pass. I had to do it, mm-hmm. but he gave me as much time as I needed. You know, he's like, we've got to do these all week. So we've got the whole week. You tell me, you tell me when you're ready. And finally, at some point I was ready and I did it. And I was so glad I conquered it. But I think that is incredibly weird that this is what I do for a living now. Boy, I w- it's Ooh, wild to me. I wish we could get a hold of that teacher. Yeah, I know. Hey, I have, know. Tell that teacher in Maryland, hey, go to Q104KC.com, see if you recognize You're the girl in the morning show. You're not going to believe it. You'll yeah, never believe it's who crazy. it is. But I will say, you know, I could go I could go to Arrowhead and I could talk in front of the entire crowd. I would not even be phased by it. I could talk on the radio every day, not even phased by it. But I will say, if you put me like in our conference room with six salespeople and I had to give a presentation in front of just a few people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that would make me more nervous. You know, for me, I don't mind doing the presentation in front of sales. I don't mind getting on a microphone in front of a crowd. For me, the the TV cameras. When, when we do have to do camera work, you don't cameras. Like it. Now a camera on a phone, whatever. You're just recording this. Yeah. Like a, t- a TV camera. Sometimes we do work with TV stations and Boy, those cameras where I'm still by myself, like nobody else is around. Yeah, right. Boy, cameras freak me out because then I have to start thinking about posture and how I'm standing and Mm -hmm. where to place my hand and to make sure I'm standing up straight and my head's up and I'm speaking clearly and I'm holding the microphone the correct distance away from my mouth. Mm -hmm. The TV freaks me out, man. I think you'd get used to it. I think we all would, but it's just because we don't do that every day. Tater, you, I mean, you don't seem like you're real nervous in front of people. Yeah, what are you afraid of, Tater? I would say not much because I try to make myself nervous sometimes to just stay on edge and say, okay, you know, this is, this is, you know, important to someone that's listening. So we need to do it right. But I mean, I'm not afraid. I mean, I've learned 
that I can walk up and talk to literally anybody and have a conversation with them. Maybe they don't want to talk, and I get it. Then we don't have the conversation, but I feel like I can walk up and talk to anybody. And it, it's, a, it's a gift that my dad kind of had, so I have it. But And doing the Uber driving, it's funny that you get the sense of what somebody's about almost instantly. I'm like, so what you got going on today? You know, if they, they kind of mumble and don't want to talk, I'm like, all right, fine. But I've had some great conversations. And I've told these strange people in the backseat of my car things I don't even tell people that are close friends. Really? So I'm probably never going to see this person again. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like I, I'm not really afraid of talking in front of people. I just, I don't like being the center of attention, but I guess sometimes it happens with all of us because we're, you know personalities. Did you just say that you don't like being the center of attention? I'll have to I, call you out on that. Yeah, I think you do like it. Shit. See, and that's, yeah. shit. You like the attention. You love it. And own it. You should own that. I mean, and no, what I'm saying is like, I had a friend that would always want to be the guy in the, in the group. Like, hey, watch me. Look at me. Look at me. I don't like the look at me. Look at me. I'm going to do what I do in my house, in my recliner, sitting in my boxers, the same I'm going to do right here. <laughs> But I have clothes on. Yeah, I'll like, be real with you. I pretty I'm, much am who I am all the time, no matter I'm where I straight am. I'm going to crack a joke in my car, clown on somebody, or call myself out, laugh at myself because I tripped on the treadmill like not too long ago with weights in my hand. I laugh at myself. I'm going to do the same things in front of people that I do by myself. Mm-hmm. Just maybe I am sometimes the center of attention because of that, but I'm not really, that's not my purpose. It's not my whole okay. idea. That's what I want to say. Uh, you are, it's it's interesting you brought, you reminded me of a story. So uh, over the last week, Memorial Day weekend, my mother came to town to visit. And one night we all went out to the, uh, we, we went out up the street, just to a local kind of dive bar to get some dinner. And um, we had um, it was me, my, my, my mom, her group of friends, me and my wife, and we had one of my wife's friends with us as well, who is single. And my mom has that same mentality. And I, I didn't get this from her. Like I can speaking publicly is no problem, but to walk up to a stranger one-on-one and start a conversation is, is, is a talent I do not have. You have it, Tater. My mother has it as well because there's this group of gentlemen who had just gotten off the golf course. They had had themselves a time on the golf course. They were walking straight was not a possibility, but they were fun to watch. And my mother walks up to these gentlemen, younger gentlemen, about the same age as, as Katie's single friend, and she goes, my mom, who's just, just turned 60 years old, is like, excuse me, but I noticed you all bought a round of shots, but you didn't buy a round of shot for that cute blonde over there. Oh, my gosh. I think she sure would like one if one of you would be kind enough. <laughs> That's and, great. And she did get the blessing from from the friend to do that. Like, yeah. she didn't just do that cold. And uh, They ended up buying a round of shots. for. I don't do shots. I was like, I'm, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. They ended up buying a round and... Um, it, it was just, it was, and they ended up having a little conversation. It was cool to watch. And I was like, wow, like I just. My even, brother-in-law is like that. He, he doesn't mind. I, I think it's kind of being a spectacle a little bit. Like I don't, I don't want attention like that. Do you mm, know what I mean? I yeah. feel, I would feel awkward and uncomfortable, but I do enjoy a one-on-one conversation with someone, you know. But I need to be introduced first. I, I, just, yeah. I can't just walk up. It was funny because again, and my wife and I are so similar that I looked at her and I got, and we jokingly said, I was like, can you believe she just walked up to strange people and talked to and interacted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, cause when we're out, that. you know, when we're out, we are kind of introverts. Like we're out to be with each other. We were, mm-hmm. or if we're with the group, we want to be with that group, but like, we like everybody else go away. I don't know. That's just how we are. But. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Um, Fun times. That's all I got. That's all good. Thank you to Blue Beetle Pest Control. Proud sponsor of the morning after Yay! podcast. Mike Thank Keller you, Blue and Matthews. You guys are the best. Uh, apologies for being a day late on the episode, but uh, 
Memorial Day. We're just going to use that as an excuse, even if really we're just kind of lazy yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week, guys. Thank you for listening.